0: Hello, and welcome to my podcast, Just For Today. I am Steph Granger, therapeutic mentor, and I am delighted that you are here. My intention for the Just For Today podcast is to inspire, empower, share my knowledge, tools, and techniques, as well as what some may call my wisdom to help you navigate this crazy thing called life. Each episode, I will dig into the lessons I have learned, either through client work or personal experiences or sometimes both, and most importantly, share tangible tools for you to take away in order for you to truly live in the present, just for today. So let's not waste any more time and get into the show. Welcome back, Steph Granger here, and I'm delighted to be welcoming you to another episode of my podcast, Just For Today. This week's episode has been inspired by one of the lovely members of my WhatsApp group. She came into the group recently and was experiencing feelings of could have, would have, should have after the loss of a loved one. So, let me explain a little bit more about that. When something comes to an end, a relationship comes to an end, and that can be through death or through the breakdown of a relationship that will no longer be present in your life. And we can be left with the could have, should have would haves. I could have done more, I could have said this, I could have done that. What if I would have done this? What if I would have done that? You know, this is you see where I'm going, the could have would have should have's. And that can leave us racked with feelings of guilt, regret, sadness, And it can leave us nowhere to go with those as well. Those feelings will sit with us. And unless we work with those feelings and process those feelings and start to change that thought process, we can end up getting eaten alive by this constant replay of could have, should have, would have. Now, I know from personal experience, because when my sister passed away, she was sick for a year. And the year that she was sick, I was living in America And I had decided that I was going to go live in America in September, probably late August, September of 1994. And within six weeks, I was gone. And I spent a year in Cleveland, Ohio, of all places. I was working, but I was also having the time of my life. Finding myself, I was a 19-year-old girl. I was just living it up. My sister was diagnosed maybe four months into that, and I was committed to be there for a year in terms I had a contract that I was, you know, contracted to be there for a year. And the people that I worked with, of course, were very compassionate and allowed me to come home a couple of times. But essentially, I was having a great time. And when I did come back, I had six weeks until my sister passed away. And I was racked with guilt that one, I'd missed all of her treatment and wasn't there to support her. And I was having the time of my life while she was having the worst time of her life. And secondly, we had her for a mere 17 years and a whole one of them almost I missed. And that took me quite a long time to, to move through that. Um, it took me a long time to come to a place of acceptance that, um, you know, being reassured by my parents, you know, you were not to know, all of those things. That It took me a while to to, to begin processing that. And I kept just replaying it and replaying it. And I'm not going to go into any more of my story, but I wanted to highlight how it showed up for me. So when I was listening or reading the words that this this lovely member of my WhatsApp group posted this morning into the group, or, or yesterday, I can't remember which day it was now, I started to think about how can I support others that are feeling like this? How can I help them to move through acknowledge and start to move through that emotion because it can be guilt, anger, regret, sadness. We can get stuck there. And what we have a really good thing of way of doing things as humans, what we do really well is focus in on the ways that we are not necessarily showing up in a way we would want. So if we have a fear of something or we've, let's say we've got imposter syndrome, we will find all the ways that we're not good enough If we were to walk in a room full of other like-minded professionals and we are just as qualified, just as experienced, if we don't feel good enough or we feel that we have a lack of confidence, of self-belief, if we have something going on for us, imposter syndrome kicks in and then what it does is it kind of highlights everything that we're not good as. We'll start making comparisons to other people in the room Oh, they speak a lot clearer than I do they they're a lot more articulate Oh, they must know more than me oh they speak louder than me they're much more confident than me we start to kind of search for the data to back up the belief we're holding true and that comes from a place of self-protection of course it does because actually what's happening is your unconscious is saying get out get out get out because it perceives you to be in danger however we're not in danger we're just having a set of feelings that are causing us to feel that way So when we are feeling guilt, as an example, in a scenario like I just explained, we will focus in on all the ways that we were not good enough or what we could have done or what we should have done or what what we would have done if we had more time. Whereas we can't go back and change that because that relationship has come to an end. Again, whether that is through death, it's, it's final in that aspect, or whether that relationship is broken down beyond repair and there's no way of going back. Hindsight's a great thing, right? And in some of our relationships, we can go back and we can rectify that and we can say the things that we feel we should have or we can do the things we feel we would have or could have. But when it comes to things like loss and specifically grief, and again, when I'm talking about grief, I'm not just talking about the death of somebody, I'm talking about the end of something, it can really fill us up when that guilt takes hold. So my suggestion to this lovely lady in my group today was to adjust her gaze because we're focusing in on on on, on blah 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 blah. blah. <laughs> because we are focusing in on our inadequacies. There you go, Steph. Get the words out. Our inadequacies are what will be shown to us. When we're tuned into that frequency of I'm not good enough, I didn't do good enough, what we reap, we sow. What we put out there, we get back. What we look for, we gather. If you decide you want to buy a brand new yellow Mini, you'll see brand new or you'll see yellow Minis everywhere. My son's girlfriend bought a new car last week. She bought herself a little Volkswagen Polo that's a couple of years old. And she's so, so pleased with her new car. And then she came around the other day and she said, Everywhere I look, I see bloody Volkswagen polos. It's because her attention is set on that. she's high, focusing in on that. Where we put our, where we put our mind, it follows. So she is now noticing Volkswagen polos. If you've ever struggled to get pregnant, you would have seen pregnant women everywhere because again, of where we are just put, uh, placing our gaze. So in the situation where something comes to an end, a relationship comes to an end, and we have sadness, we have regret, we have those feelings of what if, I could have, I should have, all of those feelings, that's going to supersize it even more. And we will notice all the things that we could have, should have, or would have in that scenario. But we have control of this. We do have control of where we allow our gaze to go to. And we absolutely can adjust our gaze at any time. It might take repetition. It might take persistence and determination and keep bringing ourselves back to where we want our headspace to be as opposed to where it currently is. And that might be tiresome and it might be frustrating, but we can absolutely do it. I absolutely promise you that. What I like to do in my head, when my head's spiraling and I'm going down a road that I don't really want to go down is I'm a very visual person. So I kind of see the giant Britain's Got Talent X, like the noise and just say, no, that isn't where I'm putting my attention today. I am not going to focus in on that particular area or that particular thought because what we think expands. I am going to choose to move my attention somewhere completely different. And in the situation of a loss, the loss of a loved one, we can remind ourselves of what we did do, what we absolutely did do, the ways in which we did show up, the memories in which we did experience. There will be many, many opportunities and memories for you to, to home in on in the same way that you are right now on the stuff that's making you feel inadequate or that you didn't do enough. There will absolutely be opportunity for you to, remember what you did do, where you did show up. The beautiful memories that you do have, they are very evident for you to see. We just have to adjust our gaze. We have to turn our head a little bit to the left or to the right and look for the evidence because I promise you, it is there. It might be in a picture. That you can dig out and pop somewhere for you to see. It could be just in a memory that's locked up in your head right now and is kind of piled uh, under piles of sadness and grief, but it's there. It's the same as the feelings of lack of confidence, lack of trust of yourself, that feeling of imposter syndrome. There will be a time where you felt the reverse to that, where you did feel confident in yourself, where you did trust yourself in a situation. Dig that memory out. Go in, pull all the layers off the top of it. Dig it up and bring it back out again. And give it airtime. Because the minute you start to see it and feel it, you will start to believe it. We just have to remember. We absolutely just have to remind ourselves and remember. Override that negative bias that we are all born with that we have as part of our absolute hardwiring to keep us safe, but is not keeping you safe or not being helpful for you in this moment. You can override that programming. Dig up the memories, pull them out from in the closet, find the box that they're all stored in, go within, set the intention that just for today, I am gonna remember. I choose to remember what I did do, what I did say, how I did show up, when I did have that confidence, when I did trust in myself, I today am setting the attention intention to remember who I am and what I've experienced up until this point. And if you are experiencing loss, somebody has left, has gone, has passed on, and you are feeling that guilt of I could have, I should have, I would have, remind yourself of what you did of how you were present of how you did show up of the memories because I tell you now sitting in that space of sadness and guilt will erase the memories of the beauty of that person and what they brought to your life and even if the ending came and it wasn't a particularly nice ending you still have those memories and you get to choose how you use them So just for today, I would love you to spend some time remembering, going in, pulling all the layers off of the stuff, accessing stuff that's just sitting there waiting for you to remember because it's like a muscle. If we are lacking in confidence, but confidence has been present in our life at some point, the muscle's just weakened because stuff has been sitting on top of it. We can work that muscle and get it strong again. And if you have experienced loss because somebody has passed on, passed over to the other side and you are feeling regret and sadness and guilt, go and remind yourself of the beautiful times. Remind yourself of what you did do, of special moments that you did share, whether it's one or 1,000, they are there for you to see. And I promise you, it will make life just that little bit easier for you. Until next time. Thank you for being here and listening in. I am so, so grateful for this opportunity to spend time with you. I would love to hear from you about topics you would like me to dive into and you can connect with me on the socials at I am Steph Granger. So before you go, let me leave you with this final thought. Just for today, be present in your life. Engage your senses, see what you see, hear what you hear, feel what you feel and really notice what is right in front of you because one thing we truly know to be true is that we only have now. Take care. Until next time.